This is the School of Woo Woo. Welcome, students. Students, seekers, and people looking to have a good time. Hell yeah. We'll be your guides on this metaphysical adventure. I'm Amber. I'm Leah. And class is now in session. Welcome back, students. Hi, class. All right. So we're finally... A week later, doing the kink basic Friday fuckery. So, Friday fuckery on your Monday fuckery. <laughs> it's Monday Day. madness. Monday madness. <laughs> we finally reached this moment yeah. where we're actually going to go back to the kink. Yep. Here we are. Some okay. of you may be disappointed. <laughs> I'm sure. And speaking of that, that's a great segue. Um, the people who are disappointed that we're talking about kink yeah. or don't understand why are we talking about why kink. Why is School of Woo Woo talking about kink? I know. And we're... We're talking about astrology. We're talking about chakras. And then all of a sudden you got this loop thrown at you of like, why are they always talking about kink? You're like, it was inappropriate enough to try and listen with, you know, anyone around. And right. And through in BDSM. Exactly. So we just wanted to clarify for you, why are we talking about it at all? Yeah. It's really, really wildly important to us that we... Talk about things that normalize the taboo. Mm -hmm. That is one of the pillars of what we do here. Mm -hmm. And so while it may seem very bizarre that we're talking about kink and Ayurveda and chakras and all these spiritual things, Mm -hmm. um, there's so much in the kink world that's very important to both Amber and I. Mm -hmm. And for very different reasons. She is very... Well, I don't want to even describe it. No, I know. I was I like, was how are insane. you? Gonna describe- <laughs> I was very curious of your answer. I was like, so what do I you think gonna- <laughs> is important to me about the No, I the wasn't even going to say what was important to you. I was going to describe you, and then I decided it is probably more effective to describe myself as vanilla. Okay. I walk into the kink world, and I'm I'm often reminded of how vanilla I am. Mm -hmm. And some of that may be the trauma that I carry with myself that I'm just reminded of every time I go into the kink community in very beautiful ways. Not in like a, ooh, yikes way. In Mm -hmm. a very beautiful, wow, I feel like I can like address this now kind of way. Okay. Interesting. I, one of the things that I find at the, in the kink community is I find the body to be so sacred. Mm -hmm. It just is sacred. Mm -hmm. You're holding your soul. Mm -hmm. And so it's the whole idea. Many people have heard this before. You're not a body who has a soul. You're a soul who has a body. Mm -hmm. And I'm reminded of that a lot in the kink community Mm -hmm. because there's so much body positivity. Mm -hmm. And you guys so much. Like, I don't even think you understand. Like we can keep harping on this, but until you've experienced it, like it literally, like I'm like tearing up right now because you don't understand what we're saying until you've had that experience. Mm-hmm. So you can like follow the test holidays of the Instagram world and be immersed in body positivity and body acceptance. And it's still so different when you go into a dungeon and you're just like, whoa, like it's really not weird mm-hmm. that my body looks like this. It just is. Right. And that is so liberating. Yeah. And I wish that every single person could experience that. And you don't have to apologize for your body. No. You know, it's just what it is. No, and you're really fucking lucky to have a body. Right. And this is a, just a totally kind of unrelated, but I did get a massage one time and I apologized for something mm-hmm. like that my skin was like rough or something. Mm-hmm. And the masseuse said, you know, I a woman, women always apologize for something about their body and men never apologize. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, fuck that. I'm sad I apologized at all. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not apologizing any ever mm-hmm. again. And 
you know, we didn't, um, this isn't something that we discussed Mm -hmm. talking about. So you love it when I throw that shit in. It's an ambush. (laughs) Um, one of the things that happened this weekend is we've talked before that you are freer to like not wear hosiery for the first time in your life. And to be sleeveless. And no, to wear... but that, that's the thing that happened is that yeah. you went sleeveless yeah. this weekend yeah. and, or that last weekend and you only had straps mm-hmm. and how that was like a huge experience mm-hmm. for you that I didn't even know was happening mm-hmm. because I just see Leah and think she's beautiful and I don't judge your arms like you do and so for you to have gone sleeveless was like such a huge big deal for you it was massive so amber and i like we've discussed before we used to work at nordstrom and amber used to talk to me like we we live together we've lived together forever yeah and so we'll get ready to i mean on and off since i was like 16 <laughs> yeah okay we really and are, leah like... was 12 okay like <laughs> yes. we're really like sisters like this i know is, this is my person and so mm-hmm. i'm very fortunate to like and this will make me tear up too Aww. i feel very fortunate to like get to do anything with amber she's such a special person and she's been so monumental in like my growth and one of the things that Amber used to talk about, she worked in the clothing part. I never worked in clothing. And she'll kind of yell at me, bark mm-hmm. a little bit. Probably. When we're getting, getting ready to go out. And she would kind of harken back to her time in clothing mm-hmm. where she worked with plus size women. I don't even like that term. I'm not even going to use that term. Fuck that trash it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. She worked with women who were fucking goddesses who yeah. were a little bit bigger than the average person, which is also a goddamn lie because the average size, I think, in the United States of America is like size 16 So or much larger than what people yeah. think is so, the average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So mm-hmm. she worked with women who had just been like beaten down by the patriarchy essentially and were taught to hate their bodies and one mm-hmm. of the parts of their bodies that they hated the most was their arms was their arms it was so crazy to me and so i'm used to like working with these women who all like hated their arms and i mm-hmm. just i just have i don't know a lot of love for my body <laughs> so i'm always like flabbergasted when people are like well i hate this about my body mm-hmm. i'm always like really Mm-hmm. What? You hate your arms? Like, I always is just, I feel like I'm blindsided. And so I'm used to working with these women on the more curvy side. And then we had an event and, like, all the dressing rooms were filled. And I had this really skinny girl say that she needed a room. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, you can use this dressing room. Like, it's not, it doesn't matter. But she refused to wear this outfit that looked really good on her because she said it showed her arms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what size you are that this person who's so much smaller than mm-hmm. the average women that I usually work with uh, hates her arms just mm-hmm. as much as, like, all these other women. Mm-hmm. And I was in the dressing room, and I, like, started yelling. And, there were like, all the rooms were filled. I'm sure Nordstrom is, like, so happy to hear that. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I don't get it. Do you all just hate your arms? And all of these women started shouting back, yes! And I was like... Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So, and the one time I thought I was going to get fired, this woman put on a dress and she wouldn't come out or something because it was sleeveless. She wouldn't put it on. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm not going to wear that because it's sleeveless and mm-hmm. I don't like it or something. And I said, I didn't ask you if you liked it. I asked you to put it on. <laughs> and then I walked out and I was like, 
wow <laughs> amber yep. you're out of control that <laughs> i was like go like basically like go put the dress on bitch and then she told a dom me, before she ever had the space <laughs> to be a dom and then through the door she was like well i don't want to put it on because i have this huge scar on my arm mm. and then i was like felt really shitty because i was mm-hmm. like okay i'm like basically like forcing her to put this dress on mm-hmm. she comes out in the dress one it looked fabulous because i'm good at my job and two <laughs> the scar was an inch long mm-hmm. And she had magnified it. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what she was talking about. I don't even want to say she has magnified it. We have been conditioned and taught by our culture and by a mm. lot of different entities to hate ourselves. And what's so yeah. sad as I'm listening to you say this is that our arms and our hands are an extension of our heart chakra. Yeah. And so here we are being told to mm. despise our yeah. heart chakra. Mm-hmm. And that is just disgusting. I'm not okay with that anymore. So my personal rebellion this summer... As a result of the dungeon, a big fucking thank you, especially since I'm so on the outskirts. People who were like in the dungeon are like, who the fuck are you? Who is this person? <laughs> she's always talking like she's really knowledgeable. Like Leah's in it. She but is in it. Okay. That is actually a testament to how much of an impact it had and how little time I spent in that space mm-hmm. and how liberating being in a space that was centered around a judgment-free, loving space, mm-hmm. how much that can actually impact yourself yeah and the way that you live your life so mm-hmm. well you just wearing the sleeveless though i'm like a shitty friend okay i don't pay attention <laughs> like i seriously do not notice details a lot of the time and leah also thinks i have a little bit of that like face like what is what it is called it called where you can't remember people i know i'm like yeah no faces. like sometimes yeah. people come up and talk to me i'm like i have no idea who you are and leah's <laughs> like you know that person and here's how you know them and i'm like exactly. ah, nope i don't think i know that person <laughs> They don't look familiar at all. I know. I'm like, nope, doesn't look familiar. So if I do that to you, I apologize. It's not just you. But afterward, I didn't even notice that you were sleeveless. I just noticed that you were hot. Like, you looked super hot. And so I was commenting on that. I said, I mean, I totally dig this, like, really hot look you've got going on. And then it wasn't until the next day that you were like, I was sleeveless, like, for the first time in public. And I was, like, mind blown. <laughs> she was, like, the first time Don't. we didn't have to fight before we went out No, together. I just didn't even notice that you were sleeveless. And then when you pointed out, I was, like, oh, I'm really sorry. I, like, wasn't there for you during <laughs> no. this, like, really big momentous moment. It would have been just, more like, awkward if you'd made it, like, a big deal. I'd been, like, fuck it. I'm going to find something to put on this. No, I was just, like, yeah, you look hot. Great. Awesome. Let's go. And then later you were, like, I was sleeveless. And I was, like, oh, yeah, I guess that was a big fucking deal. It, it was a big deal and not a big deal. It was very, very liberating. And I will say that the very first time I was sleeveless was this past May when I was in Maui. And that's the heart chakra of the world. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising that I was able to just feel like, you know what? Fuck everybody else. I feel yeah. comfortable. And mm-hmm. that's what it is, is I feel comfortable. So it is a big thank you to... Um, the kink community, really. They don't even know because they yep. barely fucking know me. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for letting me be a creepy voyeur on the outskirts. <laughs> Y'all changed my life. <laughs> well, and one of the things that came up this weekend multiple times, I'm like, you know, we tell you to go find your own community and, like, enjoy it. But so mm-hmm. many people were like, you don't know what you guys have up here. Mm-hmm. Like, these presenters were coming up and saying, it's so different in Alaska. Mm-hmm. There's such a sense of community. So I'm like, maybe it's not going to be as amazing for you. Maybe you're not going to have these, like, changes. <laughs> Of, like We're revelations, get lots of horrible feedback about the monsters. We I don't know what's happening. Literally, the dungeon. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in those dungeons. What I know is 
that this community here is very loving and open and safe and judgment free. Yeah. The judgment free is just, there's really no way to describe it other than liberating. Mm -hmm. It's so freeing to just be like, Hey, guess what? This is what my fucking body looks like. Yeah. And it's okay. And in fact, what if it's beautiful? What if? What the fuck if? What if when you are looking at your body, you can just ask the question, what if my body is beautiful? Yes. Like if you can't even say I'm beautiful, just ask what if it's if my body is beautiful. Yes. And, and look at the mirror at yourself naked oh when you're asking. Gosh, this oh. is like this is here we are again. <laughs> here we've reached that moment <laughs> where we've got the argument center. Yeah. Yep. Amber often talks about doing mirror work, which I just know. makes me so eye rolly. I'm like, quit it right now. No, I know. I'm like, so <laughs> what I think you should do today is mirror work. Yep. Go look at yourself in the mirror. Don't be surprised if this is your homework at the end of this podcast. <laughs> it is. I'm just going to say it right now. And you can hate it as much as Leah does. Yeah. I do hate it. So looking in the mirror and saying, and it can start with really neutral things. It doesn't have to be, I am beautiful. Or, right. That's I'm what I'm saying. Start even with like, What if I'm beautiful? Yeah. What if I'm beautiful? What if I'm loved? What Mm -hmm. if I'm okay? What Mm -hmm. if I'm normal? There's Mm -hmm. so many different ways to like say things to yourself to make yourself just like start to become comfortable with being in your own body. Mm -hmm. And also the other piece of homework might be just looking at goddesses. Like Mm -hmm. goddesses in general are not. Not okay. So I want to preface this by saying all of you felt beauties out there are also fucking goddesses. Yeah. However, if you look at goddesses traditionally through the ages, they tend to be a little bit thicker and curvier. Mm -hmm. So it is going back to that kappa acceptance of thicker, curvier bodies are also fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's not just our runway models. And I want all of you to get to the point that I am in the morning. (laughs) Where I'm looking in the mirror, and um, we haven't talked about doing an abiyanga, which is an oil massage on yourself before you get in the shower. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I do them and I'm looking in the mirror, I'm telling myself, I'm, like, always shocked at how gorgeous <laughs> I am. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my gosh. This body is beautiful. Like, I want mm-hmm. everyone to get to that point. It's like when your niece was three. What did she say that Darian? one time? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She um, stood up in the bath. And she was naked because she was in the bath and she was just a little three-year-old. And she just, like, started looking at her body. Just, like, mm-hmm. checking it out. So just, like, self-awareness. Yeah. Kind of, like, I don't know, in. like, what was going on. She's, like, looking at herself. And then she was, like, I am beautiful mm-hmm. naked. And I was, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are beautiful mm-hmm. naked. Like, I'm glad that you recognize that mm-hmm. about yourself. And I want everyone to recognize that about mm-hmm. themselves. Like, where's your three-year-old sense of self yes. that was, like strong I'm and new yourself. Yeah. Like check this shit out. Has anyone else checked <laughs> out how amazing I look? I am exactly. so great. Yeah. So with all of that, um we do say that the kink community does a couple different things besides the body positivity. Mm-hmm. You know that there's something there for everyone. Mm-hmm. The body is sacred and it's a chance for you to practice your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And really negotiating for yourself and mm-hmm. standing up for yourself. for yourself. And these are all skills that you can use. That you can take way. outside of the dungeon. It's yep. not just things that you're going to use in a dungeon. It's tools for feeling empowered. It's communication skills that can be used in literally every area of your life. Like if you deserve a raise, which you probably fucking do, this will actually help you because you're having to negotiate scenes with people. And that can feel really uncomfortable and mm-hmm. really super vulnerable because mm-hmm. it's like, 
I desire this or I want this Mm -hmm. and then verbalizing it and saying that to someone that might say no. Yeah. And that again, as we discussed on a previous like episode, that's okay. They have that right to do that. And we want people to feel comfortable saying no as well. Yep. Um, but being able to have the confidence and the self-love, because a lot of it goes back to, I love myself enough that it doesn't matter externally what someone's feedback is to me. Mm -hmm. And so some of it is so valuable. A lot of it, not some of it, most of it, all of it is going to serve you outside of the dungeon or a private play party. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I deserve a raise. Okay, mm-hmm. it's just a negotiation, and mm-hmm. there's certainly going to be power dynamics like there are in a dungeon oftentimes. And so it's going to give you skills to be able to use everywhere in your life. Mm-hmm. And we were also talking about shame. Oh, my gosh. And shame is huge. Yeah. So especially as someone who comes from an incredibly religious background, mm-hmm. um, I have had probably the last 15 years of my life dedicated to kind of unpacking a lot of that bullshit. Yeah. And there's such a difference. Probably most of you that are listening have done this work, too, or didn't come from a religious background and didn't have to do the work. And have been coming into your own spiritually with the divine. And so it's unpacking the difference between what is religion and what is spirituality. And religion can be so shame-filled because mm-hmm. it is such a control source. Yeah. It's it's such an easy source of control as well. I mean, yeah. we see it in our beauty industry. We see it in oh, religion. Yeah. We see it in really abusive, disgusting relationships. Right. But if you just think about so many different industries of these industries are dependent on you mm-hmm. having shame about yourself mm-hmm. and needing to change and profiting something. off of that. Right. I mean, we look at the Catholic Church. I think is one of the biggest businesses in the world. And later, when I get murdered, <laughs> we can track it back to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> funny now, not so funny at my not funeral. Not so funny later. <laughs> I hope you find my body though. <laughs> Your beautiful um, body. <laughs> My goddamn beautiful body. Goddamn body. <laughs> um, so I come from an environment where all things woo-woo were shrouded in shame. So that included sex. It didn't just include, like, the fun witchy woo-woo parts. It yeah. did include sex. And that is one of the things that religion does. It uses shame as a tool, particularly around sex, to shame people into behaving a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons that we're talking about it. Exactly. Is again... Yeah, we're talking about kink right now, but we are planning on talking about other things having yeah. to do with sex. And again, it's that you've been taught to be filled with shame mm-hmm. about your body and about your wants and about and your, your desires, desires and, and what brings you pleasure. Yeah. Like, like masturbation, that's so fucking weird to me that right. they give a fuck no, about it. I'm like, like, you can give yourself pleasure. Yes. Okay. Please do, in fact, right. know how to pleasure yourself because when you're with a partner, it's highly valuable to be able yeah. to guide them through that process with you. Right. Because everybody wants to be touched differently. And if you don't know anything about your body, then it's like, how do you communicate that to someone else? They can't yeah. intuit oh, you want to be touched this, like, certain way. Mm -hmm. Well, and we've touched on this a little bit in the past as well with previous episodes, which is we work in our, like, real gig, 
This is our beautiful side gig. But our real like daily grind is that we work with a lot of women. And so it's always so shocking. Even now it's shocking to me when we find out how much women don't feel control over their own bodies to Mm -hmm. even explore orgasms or masturbation or what makes them feel good Mm -hmm. or what their actual desires are. And it brings me to tears. Again, Mm -hmm. when I hear women talk so badly about their bodies and there's so much shame, it's Mm -hmm. like I, again, I've said this before on one of the previous episodes, I'm pretty sure, that – it's like I just want to have like sex with people to be mm-hmm. worshiping them. Mm-hmm. To be like you just need someone to worship love mm-hmm. on your body and like let me put oil on you mm-hmm. and like just tell you how beautiful you are just so you have someone doing that. And like for men and for women. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just- Yeah, so this isn't just for women. Mm-hmm. The patriarchy has really fucked over everybody. And literally that's kind of my takeaway of being in the dungeon is for me every time I've gone – it was a moment of, wow, fuck the patriarchy. Like, mm-hmm. I want to shed the shame. I want to shed everybody else's idea about what my body is or how it should look mm-hmm. or who I owe what about mm-hmm. my body. No. Fuck yeah. that. And I feel like a lot of men have a lot of shame around their cock size. Yes. And so I... Or, like, their muscular build or their right. height. There's oh, so yeah. many things that we've said are important from a masculine aspect right. that just are ridiculous. That has nothing to do with a real connection with someone. No. And I'm just, I'm very short. So whatever. But I also, I love a short dude with big attitude. I'm like, I do. Leah does love that. That's why she loves Pomeranians. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. The real love of my life was my dog. And he was just the tiniest little creature with the biggest fucking attitude. The biggest fucking attitude. (laughs) I'm like, can you stop, Bernie? (laughs) Don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I just, as a lover of cocks, like, just want Mm -hmm. to tell men, like, I get annoyed when men who have big cocks just think that they're, like, the the shit. Only because of that. Oh, yeah. One. Often lazy. (laughs) They're always like, well, I brought you this. And I'm like, like, what? Something for me to, like, gag on that's, like, really hard to give a blowjob to? This is a huge fucking chore now. I know. I gotta, like, shove this somewhere. (laughs) And it just doesn't look that comfortable. (laughs) Right. I'm always like, I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm so like, you're going to do what? I know. So it's just like your body is beautiful. Mm, and mm-hmm. I just also want to tell men that too, that it has nothing to do with your masculinity. Mm-hmm. And if you think that all ways that you can have sex is P and the V, even oh like with gosh, men yeah. and a woman, like not even saying of a homosexual relationship, but like yeah. a lot of people who are in heterosexual mm-hmm. relationships, I'm like, use your imagination, okay? Like Cosmopolitan a lot did you dirty, y'all. Happen. It did you there's so to dirty. Do. Like I grew up on Cosmopolitan. Like it was my like, like sneaky pleasure was mm-hmm. to pull in like Cosmopolitan so I would know how to be like a woman. Fuck you Cosmopolitan. Also yeah. you guys again if I get murdered. <laughs> you think Cosmo's like coming after you? I mean someday they might. <laughs> it depends. I'm just saying fuck that. You get on Fet Life, you get into a dungeon and you realize how personalized people's kinks are and their fetishes yeah. are and it's like no, everybody doesn't fit. You get into astrology even. It's not yeah. even just a dungeon or the king scene. It's, oh, yeah. It's everything. You will see how different everybody's ideals of beauty or sexuality mm-hmm. or things that turn them on are. It yeah. is not what Cosmopolitan told you. It's not what Maxim told you. Yeah. It's not what Playboy told you. It's so varied. Yeah. Someone's going to dig your body. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to dig your mind. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to dig your lo- like your look. Mm-hmm. So – 
be you. That's the sexiest thing you can do is totally. to just fucking be you. And when you're saying that about astrology, it's like when people like, okay, so there are a couple signs that tend to be more fat phobic than oh, other ones. Totally. I mean, you I could call I mean? them out. I won't right now. Right. But, but yeah. there are some that traditionally like a slimmer build mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And so then if you met that person, you might think, oh, <laughs> like I'm too small for them or like, or I'm, or I'm too, too big, big for them. them. Right. Because vice one. versa. Actually, right. One. Right. Yeah. Vice there, there, are there are people that who love that Ruben asked Right. And so body. then you might think that you're too small for that yes. person because they want someone who's curvier. But then you look at the person's whole chart and you're yes. like, oh, your Mars is your sex drive. Yep. That's like who you want to fuck. Yep. And it might be in a totally opposite place of where your sun, your sun is. Or where your Venus is. Yeah. Because your Venus, again, is going to be what you find beautiful. Yeah. And so it's – people are just a dichotomy of different kinks and fetishes right. and, and desires and you just can't make loves. assumptions about, like, what someone's going to find well, attractive. No. And the other piece of it is, to go back to the astrology specifically, is, yeah, like, let's say that their sun is in Leo. And traditionally, Leo likes a slimmer, more svelte build. Mm-hmm. Cool. Kind of athletic build. Yeah, an athletic like, kind mm-hmm. of tomboy or mm-hmm. just, like, starlet, whatever. Yeah. So cool. That's awesome. But once you start to pick apart their chart, there's just so many very specific desires within that. Mm-hmm. And then... We go back to my favorite, which is mm. sinistry charts, and we yeah. layer those charts together, and it doesn't even fucking really matter because right. if your planets are talking to each other in this sexy, sexy way, right. it's irresistible. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're 400 pounds talking to a 150-pound dude. Like, yeah. seriously, if your Pluto or your Mars are sitting in certain places in that Oh, yeah, if you've chart, got, like, a nice, juicy Venus-Mars yes. energy, Pluto, it just means, Pluto, like, you're going to, like... Have some juicy sex or yes. attraction or mutual fascination or, like, something mm. about that chart could really draw you in. And it really goes back to energy. Yes. I'm such a big fan of energy. I love chemistry. I love energy play. I love an exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel that with someone, and you will feel it, mm-hmm. don't revoke your own experiences because of what you've been told by society, i.e., probably the patriarchy Mm -hmm. and this is something that you had talked about when we were chatting about it and so i just want to give a shout out to my mom because you were like Mm -hmm. not everyone grew up with rita as their mom because my mom is that is one of the gifts that she gave Mm -hmm. her children which is love your body Mm -hmm. accept your body find pleasure in your body like accept yourself like it's Mm -hmm. she didn't even really get into like the minutia of it there was no detail it was literally accept yourself because i accept you yeah and so it was like the dungeon in that regard of like i see you Mm -hmm. there's literally nothing wrong with you right and i love you yeah and that's all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter what silly mistakes you make mm-hmm. or what moments of rage you have. Like all of this beautiful disaster that you show up with is just bottom line beautiful. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Rita. Not all of you could have Rita as your mom, but <laughs> she would take you in. She, she would be would. your mom. Even now she would. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So one of the other things that we were talking about in previous episode about kink and probably just brought up in general, because it talks about a lot, is, again, the dungeon is talking about consent. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking about it, we kind of danced on the topic already a little bit just now. But it was like, when you start thinking about consent and your relationships with consent and Mm -hmm. the power dynamics that you might have with another person, you can start looking at other relationships Mm -hmm. in your life that have nothing to do with sex. And Mm -hmm. it forces you to kind of think, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. who... 
what am I consenting to right Mm -hmm. now? Did I consent to this relationship Mm -hmm. with this person where they're telling me what to do? Mm -hmm. Did I consent to this person where I'm allowing them to humiliate me? Yeah. You know, like maybe you did and maybe you consciously chose that, but maybe you didn't. And maybe now is the time to Mm -hmm. reevaluate what you are consenting to in your life. The likelihood is that you didn't because you've just been kind of going through the motions, Mm -hmm. especially when we talk about your family dynamics. We talk about your work dynamics. We talk about your relationships dynamics. We talk about your friendships in your life. Mm -hmm. Think about your boss dynamic. Mm -hmm. Are you really consenting to these dynamics that exist? And if you're not, rethink that. Yeah. Take some time to really decide what kind of a relationship do I want with these people or Mm -hmm. these entities? Like your religion is actually a really good one to start thinking about. Mm -hmm. Do you consent to all of the things that you've chosen with your religion? Right. Do you consent to the dynamics that you have with your parents? A lot of us have issues. We think about Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah, Mm -hmm. these times that we go back to our family units and we have so much shame or so much trauma that comes to the surface. Yeah. Think about it. Do you consent to the dynamics that exist? And if you don't, good for you. Stand up for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Learn some tools for communicating. Or there is the potential, y'all, that these are really unhealthy relationships that really just shouldn't exist in your life right now. And that's okay. Like it's okay to pull away from a relationship that is not something that you're consenting to. Yeah. You have to protect yourself. Yes. First of all. You're number one. Mm-hmm. You're your own ride or die. So yep. it's important that you choose that role in your life. Um, the One of the other reasons that we like to talk about kink and BDSM is that in the porn culture, oh my there's gosh. just porn. so Thank much you. about BDSM, but mm-hmm. it doesn't show the conversations that are happening mm-hmm. beforehand. It's not showing negotiation. It's not showing consent. Mm-hmm. It often shows things as... That look a little rapey. Yeah. Honestly, it looks a lot rapey. Mm-hmm. Like, not a little, a lot. So, a lot of things in the BDSM world can look rapey, but they've all been centered around, hopefully, in a healthy BDSM culture, enthusiastic consent. Yeah. Not just the lack of a no, but an enthusiastic like, yes. Yes. And so what we're seeing a lot, we're seeing a lot of things actually that creep me out, y'all. We're seeing a lot of incest porn, and that's a whole other topic for another day. But, you know, if that creeps you out, that's okay too. But the BDSM piece of people being like tied up and like gang raped, Mm -hmm. all these sorts of things, that's not something that's innately awful. Mm-hmm. Like in a dungeon world, there may be gang bangs or right. all sorts of things that maybe to a super vanilla person are uncomfortable or triggering. Yeah. Super. Especially if you've had trauma. Yeah. Super uncomfortable, though, when we're seeing it in the porn world and there's not any conversation. Context. Yeah. There's no, no context. context. Yeah. It's just you're watching the scene. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about how it can be validating of like our rape culture oh it's 100 percent that feeding into you know, our rape that culture no doesn't mean anything and like mm-hmm. right even when you see like like when i watch a female being gang banged on a porno like it makes me feel like nauseated mm-hmm. now if i see that in a dungeon odds are i'm gonna assume that this has totally been negotiated mm-hmm. and it was completely consensual and this person desired this experience right that's juicy that's yeah. hot that's sexy that's a lot of things mm-hmm. when i'm watching a porn and that is taken out of context and yeah. it doesn't exist at all oh that is triggering that does mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes someone might want an experience that 
they just want to see what it feels like, mm-hmm. but that might not be like the, something that they want all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying, oh, maybe someone desired to have a gangbang mm-hmm. or maybe someone desired to have like someone beat them mm-hmm. or whatever the experience that you're negotiating mm-hmm. for, it's that finding out about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you don't know what you like until yeah. you've done it. Most until, of the time. You know, it's like, like, oh, do I like this? Yeah. And so I always encourage people – Start small, start slow, mm-hmm. don't go crazy. Don't like dive people, in people dive first. in and sometimes get so caught up in like these feelings the of their experience. Of it, yeah. Right. Sub frenzy is like one of the things, but you can also have top frenzy mm-hmm. and like then suddenly you've done things that you actually weren't comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. So it's start slower that maybe mm-hmm. than you even think that you should. And just figure out how do I feel when I'm doing mm-hmm. this? Or how do I feel when I'm saying this? Mm-hmm. Or you know, and getting to know where do you want to go from that point. Yeah. It's like ice cream. If you never tried vanilla ice cream, you'd never know maybe that you wanted to try Rocky Road ice cream mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That's Maybe that's a silly like example to use. But yeah. you have to try it before you really know that maybe you don't want to explore it any deeper. Maybe Neapolitan yeah. as, is as crazy as you want to get. Yeah. Maybe you are super, super vanilla. And that is fucking okay too. Right. There's literally nothing to feel ashamed about. Yeah, and that's that's the nice thing about you having your perspective in there, Leah, as more of a vanilla person. Yeah. Although I don't think you're as vanilla as you think that you are. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to give you a call out. I'm like, call out culture. You're not as fucking vanilla as you think you are. But okay, Leah gets to be the like poster child for vanilla people in a dungeon. Not true, but whatever. Um, That you can at least show all of the things that you've accepted about your body without having there be anything that involves pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just as a voyeur. Yeah. You were learning all of these different things about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what was so cool about your birthday party was we talked about this in a episode before, so I'm kind of referencing back to that, but that tasting. So for those that didn't know, we did, I did a tasting for my birthday mm-hmm. and allowed people to, like, come in and try different small little scenes in the kink community and, like, Mm-hmm. What did it feel like to be flogged? What does it feel like to flog someone? What does what electro does it like to, play feel like? Yeah. What, does what does it feel like to be tied up a little bit? Like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does bondage feel like? Yeah. All the things. And so that's what was so cool about it is to be able to safely explore that. And yeah, I'm probably not that vanilla. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was saying like, oh my gosh, like no one's going to walk into this space and start like vilifying me for yeah. experiencing this and then just processing do I like it? Yeah. Do I not like it? Right. So they were just very small scenes for yeah. people to just really ask themselves that question. Exactly. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Which is what we say in your life in general is mm-hmm. to walk through your day saying, what do I want? Yep. And so that's what the tasting really was. What do I want? Mm-hmm. So the dungeon kind of gives you a weird like playground for that. Mm-hmm. But we want you to be doing that outside of a dungeon. We want you to be doing yep. that. In every single moment of your day. Because if you're thinking more about what do I want rather than what does my partner want for me? What does my mom want for me? What does my church want for me? What does the government want for me? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. No. You cannot actually ever answer that accurately. Mm -hmm. What you can only answer accurately is what do you want? Mm -hmm. That is your responsibility. That's it. What makes you happy? That's it. Just focus on that. Okay, so I mentioned a little bit 
that you learned so much with like out having any pain. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit more about like my really juicy experience that I had over the last weekend Mm -hmm. that it was very sensual Mm -hmm. and it was a huge energy exchange Mm -hmm. and it had very little to do with pain. Well, and it's so interesting because we are astro freaks. Yeah. And so, you know, you go into a dungeon and you kind of assume everyone's going to be like a Scorpio. Because right. they're all in this like underworld experience. And the mm. more we get into it, I'm like, no, everyone's a Taurus. They're all <laughs> genius. They're all just there for some like sensual experience. Yeah. I mean, there's all the signs, obviously, but a lot of Taurans gravitate to this experience because it's yeah. physical pleasure. Touch. Yeah. yeah, touch. But, like, even if it's pain, there's often pleasure associated oh, yeah. with it. And so it's not surprising to me that you have this super juicy chemistry-laden experience mm-hmm. with the Taurus because mm-hmm. it's like, of course you did. That's right. what Earth signs in general do. Our Capricorns, our Virgos, and our Taurins. Dude, we're all here for this physical, plain, material right. world pleasure. Right. And it just went back to that that the body is sacred. Yes. And the energy exchange that you're having with yes. someone is just – that's more important than anything any, else. Right. Than what you look like. Right. Like, I'm like, what are it. we getting out of this mm-hmm. mutually together? That it's that's just like, this like build up of this energy. Like highness. Like, no, like, I know. Woo! I was like, that did give me like a top high. Because mm-hmm. it was like, you're experiencing someone else's energy rise. The and then my energy, energy was raising. And so then it was like, then my energy raising was raising his energy, yeah, which was my energy. And like, it was great. Yeah. What we've talked about in other um, podcasts as well. So again, here we go. Referencing back, but it's the circuit of energy. And the mm-hmm. more you put into it, the higher everybody's getting. And mm-hmm. so you're just like raising the energy level. Right. And that shit is so sexy. Yeah. No, it was great. So that also nothing, no pain involved in the second piece of what you were doing. Right. I was like, well, there was a little bit of pain in the beginning, but yeah, no, a lot of it was massage. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. people have this idea of what a dungeon is, that it's all like whips and chains and like crazy. Right. It's not always. Sometimes it's wax play and that can be super sensual. That's not necessarily very painful. It's this energy exchange of like watching the person that you're working with's pleasure Mm -hmm. and feeding off of that. It's kind of that compersion of like getting high off of someone Someone else's else's joy. joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's (laughs) sexy. That's fun. That's my whole life goal. That is what I always say is I want to celebrate everybody else's celebration in my life. And Mm -hmm. if I'm doing that, I'm fucking celebrating constantly. You're just so happy. Yes. You're like, I'm high off of your happiness. <laughs> yes. I'd love to see you happy. Let's right. do that. Well, and then that takes sacred energy exchange outside of sex also. Mm-hmm. That you can have those sacred energetic exchanges with everyone in your life. Yes. And mm. you should. It's so juicy. Mm. Okay. Sorry, y'all. I feel like this was me in everyday life, like what I do to people, where it's like, love yourself. <laughs> Don't you feel like you love yourself now? I have lectured you. The drill sergeant of self-love. You so guys a little are bit lucky. She didn't tell it. you to pull out like a washable pen and write like I'm beautiful on every part of your body that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. You should do that though. That could be more <laughs> homework. And then go take a shower and let, you know, just rub it into your body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bath and just rub it in. Exactly. So I am sorry that I just feel like I was a little luxury during all of this, but it's very important. To it's incredibly important. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's incredibly important. So 
really, this was all to say, we will probably be talking about kink a lot more as we continue with the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is because it is an area that is so taboo and mm-hmm. so unnecessarily so. And part of that revolves around self-love and our many of our governments and many mm-hmm. of our religious I mean, our education institutions system. Yeah. don't we want don't you, teach you well, about your body. Totally that. But like... What I was getting at more was like our religions and our governments do not want you to love yourself. Yeah. That will pull you away from potentially supporting their platforms. Mm -hmm. And so what we are here to do is to normalize the taboo because we want you to love yourself and to be happy. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's all we want. Yeah. We we got real simple goals, (laughs) y'all. Except they're simple and yet... Monumental, monumental, yeah. It could take decades to get to that point Mm -hmm. because we've all been kind of chained up with crazy things from our childhood that we've just integrated into ourselves. And so this is just for some reason, I'm just like having this really strong feeling to tell someone if you feel like cross dressing. Mm, that is mm-hmm. not actually like it who kills you hurting? me that it's called cross dressing. Yeah, it literally kills me, y'all. It doesn't fucking matter. Dress how you want to dress. It's not cross dressing. Right. It's just put clothes dr- on. Yes, that you yeah. feel good in. Right. I hate that it's even called cross dressing. I, I want it just to be called wear whatever the fuck makes you feel good. Like I enjoy that a lot of women are allowed to be tomboys now and they're allowed mm-hmm. to dress in a more masculine way mm-hmm. like as more society like accepts mm-hmm. that than they have in the past and yet for men to not be able to like wear a skirt yes. i'm like i don't know it feels really fucking good i own like no pants mm-hmm. so few pants do i mm-hmm. own because i always wear dresses and skirts and i'm like because i enjoy it it feels good mm-hmm. and Men should be able to experience well, that too if they want to. And that's to. part of what we mean when we throw around that term that a lot of people are throwing around, which is toxic masculinity. It's not just toxic for female energy. It's toxic for everyone mm-hmm. because of this is a prime example of wear a skirt, wear a dress, wear hosiery, wear makeup. Do right. whatever the fuck you want to do yeah. that makes you feel juicy inside yeah. and sexy Oh, that's and like a bio term. Juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Because used to say like, oh, well, like I, you should feel juicy. You I should you feel, feel juicy. juicy. Right. That's the goal is mm. to just feel yourself so hard that you're like, by the way, check this shit out. <laughs> just dress. I don't even want to call it cross-dressing. I want and, – and if you have like – a stance on this and you want to tell us why it should be called cross-dressing and you're more involved in that scene and mm-hmm. I'm just wrong, I totally could be, let me know. Yeah. I'm open to having that discussion. But from where I sit, just dress yourself. <laughs> it doesn't have to be called cross-dressing. <laughs> just dress yourself. Yes. Feel good about it. Okay, so what we did when I said we interviewed people is we asked people what – brought you to the kink community Mm -hmm. and then what keeps you here Mm -hmm. so we asked a bunch of people these questions and just let them answer so when we segue into the next section it's just going to be people answering that question Mm -hmm. yeah so i think we're ready to slide into that yeah we're gonna let people talk for themselves from our local kink and i don't even think we're gonna have a commercial we're just gonna go right into the interview so exactly okay so great thanks for joining us class thanks students bye RJ Johnson, Aries. Uh, I actually came to the kink community through helping produce the fetish ball fundraisers, and it was nothing that I wanted to be part of. Mm. I told Sarah Shabak constantly, I'll never be one of those people. 
And her and I were just really good at producing events, but not really good as friends. And when my entire world crumbled, she was the first person to reach out and lend a hand and say, I think you were pretty good back then. I think you can be amazing now. She gave me a chance. And I started in the kink community once again out of obligation. It was a job. I worked there. And over time, I started to realize it was more. And so what keeps me here has nothing to do with the kink. And it's everything to do with the community. My name is Andrea and I'm an Aries. And the reason that I first joined ACAL was because I ran a domestic violence and sexual assault awareness campaign in my community. And I heard that ACAL was running a class on consent. And I wanted to see how that class could transcend into sexual education within the school system so that we stop teaching that no means no and that we teach yes means yes. And what kept me in the community was that I had never felt more like myself in my own skin than being around a group of strangers that felt the same way. Hi, I'm Bitch Two. I'm an Aries. I found a kink because I told my wife she needed to find a hobby. <laughs> and this is what we found. And I stayed because I found a family and I found community. And I found acceptance that I've never found anywhere else. All right, but don't fuck it up. This is JP. I'm a Taurus. And what brought me to the kink community was the curiosity of all the adventures, of all the naughtiness, of everything that wasn't typical of society. And what keeps bringing me back is all the amazing people, all the connections, all the relationships that are more than anything I found in the rest of the world, people that are truly genuine, people that care about your mind, body, spirit, that will go out of their way to be so genuine, so thoughtful, so giving, and love you, truly. So that's a key spring me back. My name is Fire Pie. And my sign is Taurus. And Craigslist brought me to the kink community. <laughs> and what has kept me is the people that I've come in contact with and made friends with. Okay, so you say Craigslist, but what does that mean exactly? What were you looking for on Craigslist? I was not looking for anything on Craigslist. You're One of my friends that I used to go dancing with said, Hey, I think you need to read this. And I read this message from this dominant man that was visiting for six weeks for work. And he didn't want to sit alone. And he made all these little comments about being dominant and submissive. And I piqued my interest, so I sent him an email and said, Hey... Can I ask you questions? And so he taught me about, you know, Safe Buddy and Safe List and, you know, meet somebody for the first time in a restaurant. And so when he came to visit, I met with him and he gave me a six week introduction into what BDSM was really about. And I never looked back. Yum. <laughs> uh, hello, I am Smuchos. I am a Gemini. And what has brought me to the King community was curiosity and it killed the cat. <laughs> and what keeps me here in the community because satisfaction brought it back hi my name is Leland Karina I'm a Gemini what brought me to the kink community is that I was looking for intensity in my sexual encounters and I was finding it in unhealthy ways in unhealthy places 
And uh, it wasn't always a positive, mostly usually wasn't a positive experience for me. So then when I found the kink community, I realized how to negotiate and how to do um, kink safely, or at least emotionally safety, safely. There's always a risk. Um, and what keeps me in the kink community is that <laughs> all the reasons that I found it, all the reasons that I wanted to be in it continue to feed me and the connections that I make with people are incredible. I am Jennifer Allen, Miss Iowa Leather 2014. I am a cancer and what brought me to kink was uh, unfulfillment in the swinger community where I needed more interactions with people that cared about me as a whole, not just my appearance, not just my vagina. Um, what keeps me in kink? Events like this where you walk away with a full heart and um, knowing that people cared about my mental health, my physical health, and all of those things, and then just give, being able to give back um, as a presenter or bringing people to Iowa to see what other communities are like. So that's what keeps me in the community other than um, having a full heart when I leave. Hi, I'm the Alaska State Boot Black Donovan Cole. What brought me to the kink community was a little selfish. I wanted to find a dom. I wanted to find a partner. I wanted to find purpose. I found purpose and I found love and I found family and I found confidence in myself and that's what keeps me in the kink community. And I look forward to an amazing year serving that same amazing community. Thank you. And can I share that last year you competed? I did. And you did not win the um, boot black, but you came back this year and was like, had improved so much. And it was amazing to see the transformation from last year to this year. So congratulations because um, Donovan just won last night. Yes, I did. (laughs) And so, you know, the story of coming back and trying again and being victorious. Did you say what your sign is? My sign? Yeah. I am a Cancer Leo cusp. My birthday is July 21st, so that puts me right at the day that it switches over to Leo. Okay. And I was born at like 7 a.m., and whoever knows that can let me know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm AK Caveman. I'm a Leo. Uh, What brought me to the community? I found out there was a community. (laughs) I didn't know there was one before, although... I practiced probably some sort of BDSM for the last 50 years or so. But back in the day, we didn't have internet or any of those things. So once I learned about it and found Fet Life, and I was introduced to it actually at Mad Myrna's at uh, a book signing from Lee Harrington. Oh. And I uh, met. Robin Pyro and Red Warrior and they kind of put me under their wing a little bit and uh, I got involved in the community quite a bit and then then I started to withdraw a little bit for specific reasons but I still kind of hang out because I see a need for the community and uh, I do try and support it when it's going in a positive direction. Did you say why you stayed up? 
to support the community when it's going in a positive direction. I know, but what do you get out of it that makes you want to stay there? Um, you get to meet other people in the community. You get to go to events where you learn. Mm. And you get to find out the way other people do kings. You know, it's interesting. My name is Stephanie Foley. I'm a Leo. I got into kink to explore, and I stayed because of community. My name is Sunflower. That's my stage name. I am a Virgo. The reason I got into kink was through a series of breakups and meddling with monogamy. Eventually tried polygamy at the end of a three-year relationship and didn't work out, but I wanted to explore it further. I explored polyamory and kink since then, and the reason I stayed is because polyamory kind of taught me the capacity of loving more than one person, that you're allowed to love a lot of people in in a romantic fashion, and you shouldn't just reserve yourself for one person. I mean, obviously you can, but it's it's up to you. And I just find that having that many deep connection connections with that many people is a really good thing to feel in your heart, and kink is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Breathless Bliss, and I'm a Virgo. What brought me to the community was trying to find myself. And what keeps me here is I've not only found myself, but I found a community. My name is Preston Purcell. I'm a Virgo Libra, and I joined the kink community because I met a badass leather bitch who created it. And I stay in it because I want to make a difference just like them. Hi, my name is Bethany. I'm a Libra. I got involved in the kink community because I wanted to explore a deep, deeper meaning in my relationship with my partner. And I stay in the community because I found so much support that I've been able to work through so many emotional problems that I never even knew that I had. And my whole life makes so much more sense now. Hi, I'm Cherry. I'm a Libra. What brought me into the kink community was a friend I had who was my dominant at the time. And I stay in the kink community because love, family, and community. Hello, this is Foxfinder, and I'm a scorpion. Now, ask the question. <laughs> what brought you to the kink community? What brought me to the kink community? Well, I grew up in the age when computers first came out. And I started Googling dominance, control, and I actually found a little website on BDSM. And I wasn't able to fully explore any of that until I got out of the army because the military kind of frowns on BDSM. But once I did get out, I started to explore, go to munches, met people, met some very exciting people. That sparked more interest in my dominance and control. And so what keeps you in the community? Once you find your community and you understand it, the people is what keeps me here. There's so many people that I've fallen in love with, friends, acquaintances, all the different ideas, all the different views. There's no one true way. There's always something new and something interesting. Thank you. I'm Gretchen, uh, International Miss Boot Black 2019. 
Uh, I'm a Sagittarius. Here we go. Uh, I came to the kink community because I found it answered a need that I had, the sensations that I needed, um, and there were activities that made me feel things that I didn't, I, otherwise I felt numb. Okay. And I stay because it's the main place I can feel authentic in my life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just kind of like a homecoming every time. My name is Taylor Wilson, and I am a Capricorn. I came to the King community because it was necessary for me to live and breathe and uh, be able to mentally function, and that's pretty much why I stay out of necessity. Hi, my name is uh, Big, and I first found the community at the ripe old age of 18 while I was doing online camming on Chatterbait. It evolved into learning. Uh, some people expressed interest in having me do fetish videos, and I did those for them, gladly. I got paid for that, and morphed into me exploring what I liked. Um, kink.com, uh, all sorts of very cool places, and uh, what has kept me in the uh, community is all of the lovely energy exchange and consent. I'm Sheb Capricorn. Uh, I came to the King community because I was originally very submissive. And what brought me into the King community was finding others that were also submissive. And then I came back to the community as I realized I was dominant and needed to learn how to do that. I stay in the King community because it's family. I'm Troy, I'm an Aquarius, and the kink community I am drawn to because of acceptance, period. I love being accepted for who I am, and I love accepting everybody else for who they are. And is that what keeps you here also? Oh, yes. Hi, y'all. It's time for a secret recording. For those of you who don't know, a secret recording is when I record without Leah when I'm editing our episodes, and she hates them. So, let's see. The... I was listening to this episode and I was like, oh my gosh, we never talked about Northern Exposure like at all. Like we said that we were going to talk about like what happened over the weekend and all we talked about was that we each had like a great experience and never talked about any of the classes. But the classes were awesome as expected, but my very favorite class was taught by an instructor named JP and it was about balloon bondage. Pretty much I laughed hysterically the entire time. I got to be tied up in a harness that was around my chest that was all made out of balloons. And I also had um, a ball gag that was put in my mouth with balloons. And oh my gosh, guys, it was so funny because your lips are touching it. And then if you make any noise, it like vibrates the balloons, which then just really, really tickle. And you have this added pressure of not wanting to pop the balloon. So it makes it like kind of tense and it was just way fun like we just laughed the entire time uh there was a lot of popping of balloons because as jp says that's the job of a balloon it's to be popped so i'm gonna see if leah has any pictures of me with my balloon bondage gear on and i will post them like on instagram or something and then the other class that i really enjoyed was called impacting the being and that was with uh the mistress 
Scarlet. And with that class, it was so interesting because she used the same verbiage that I used to use when I was doing makeup on people, which was how do you want to feel? And that was being incorporated into negotiations and talking about not just what do you want to do, but how do you want to feel at the end of it and how that can really influence your scene and influence how successful you think it is and how well it goes off and um, that people are getting out of it what they're really hoping to get out of uh, the experience together. I also got to take a toy making class and with that we made cuffs that can be used for the ankles or for the wrists and in true Leo Ascendant form, I told everyone afterward that having the misshapen holes that all were wavy and did not go in a straight line was my signature look and all of it was done on purpose. And so now you can tell that my cuffs are custom. So great weekend, great food, great company, great presenters, and we really look forward to next year. And lastly, am I the only one who noticed that through most of the interviews, you can just hear Leah laughing in the background. I was like, seriously, Leah, did you do any of the interviews? And so I don't want to be a Scorpio martyr. Or maybe I do. So I just want to point out, wow, look how hard I was working. I did all of these interviews and I have proof. Everyone can hear it. You're just laughing in the background. So I know you do a lot of other things. I just want to make sure that I get credit. Thanks so much. Call me when you get this message. Goodbye, everyone, especially Kenny, because I know you love secret recordings. Thanks so much for listening to our interviews about kink and the community. Mm-hmm. And so we're here to chat about homework. I know. And you know, one of the things that we didn't talk about during our long rant about like, love yourself <laughs> and your arms <laughs> is we didn't talk about like how fun it is. Like kink yeah. actually has a lot of fun and you can have a lot of fun and funny experiences and do goofy things. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay too. It doesn't have to be like so much pressure. Like yeah. just have a good time. It's just like connection. And sometimes right. just wearing a sexy fun outfit is right. also just delightful. I know. So also just like have some fun. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we mentioned the homework earlier, kind of like throughout the episode mirror work. And with that one, I ideally want to tell you to look into your own eyes and tell you that you're beautiful, but I know that that's really difficult for a lot of people. So it's going to be easier to look into your eyes, though, if you're uncomfortable with your body and you're standing in front of a mirror naked. <laughs> so I think start, start with, with your eyes. Start with wherever you are. And, yeah. um, you know, if you have to start with your clothes on. Oh, totally. That's totally fine. Like, start totally. somewhere where you're comfortable, where you can look at some part of your body. And Even if say, it's just your eyes. Yeah. Or your nose. Or like whatever. Or your hair. Whatever it is. Something. And say nice things to yourself. Yeah. And even if you are not at a place where you can say something nice about your physical attributes or even anything neutral, say something nice about your personality. Like maybe you're compassionate. Maybe you're kind. Maybe you're funny. Cool. Those are all going to be hard to say to yourself in a mirror. (laughs) So start there. Um, That Leah mentioned writing on your body and writing beautiful Mm -hmm. things to yourself. So wherever you're the most uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. taking like an eyeliner or something and Mm -hmm. just like writing something beautiful on you. And lipstick works really well for that too. And you can even just say, acceptance yeah it it doesn't have to be like I'm beautiful even though ideally that's what I want you to write on yourself (laughs) but But I'm loved I'm safe there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of different things that may be much more valuable to you than I'm beautiful yes so especially if you have scars on your body Mm -hmm. that may be a place that is really difficult to start so maybe you don't but you can also just put a heart around those spots if you have scars yep the last thing is we wanted to talk about was consciously 
thinking about consciously consenting to the relationships that you have in Mm -hmm. your life. And that may be incredibly difficult for some of you because really that's going to encompass every single relationship in your life. Mm -hmm. So really, 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 if you are a part of a religious institution, are you consciously consenting to what they, their tenants are? Mm -hmm. And even with your like family. Yep. Are you consciously consenting to those dynamics within your relationships? And then extra credit. <laughs> extra credit never changes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> tell us what it is. Say so, it with us. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. If you like what we're doing yep. and you love our podcast, please spread the, spread the word. And if you don't, turn it off now. You yep. should have turned it off before. I know. So easy. <laughs> extra credit so easy to get. It is. <laughs> Bye, students. Bye, class.